when I tell you about this question, you're going to say, that's not a trick question. I can answer that better than anyone else. And that's where the problem lies. Yes, you can. But the answer you give is apt to be wrong and can torpedo your entire interview. What's worse, you won't even realize your answer was poor and that you've told the interviewer far too much about yourself. We've got some tips on how to answer the question, what you should include, and most importantly, what not to include. Make sure you stick around until the end when we share the one interview oversight too many ignore, even though in hindsight they should have known better. Now, drum roll, please. What's this nightmare question? The question is, tell me about yourself. Now, before you click off thinking, I can't possibly be right, consider this. What is the interviewer attempting to achieve when they ask this question? He or she appears to be throwing you a softball question, one that you can answer easily and hopefully, at least for the interviewer, one that will put you at ease and allow you to lower your guard. When you feel comfortable, you're more likely to share, to overshare, and that's not a good situation when you're on an interview. So tip number one, this is not the time to talk about your personal life. This is not an invitation to share your life story. So to be harsh, no one cares, at least at this point. The interviewer is trying to assess whether you'll fit in with their existing team. So resist the temptation to pull out your wallet and start sharing pictures of your children, no matter how adorable they may be. Also, with a passion, resist talking about your hobbies, especially ones that you devote a lot of time to. Telling an interviewer that you are a dedicated marathoner who regularly runs 50 hours a week to keep in shape for an upcoming marathon might seem like a smart idea. But all the interviewer will hear is, oh, this guy spends a lot of time training, or this woman spends a lot of time training, and then they'll start to wonder if you'll cut out early or come in late, etc., to fill in your workouts. So you ask, if you can't talk about your personal self, what are you supposed to talk about? Tip number two, start with your professional experience and how it is relevant to the job they are trying to fill. This is your golden opportunity to sell yourself to attempt to steer the conversation towards your strengths rather than your weaknesses. Give a succinct review of your experience and any relevant qualifications or certifications if they were also requested in the job description, and of course, if you have them, as it relates to your job. Try and position yourself and your response in terms of with if, not with him. In other words, what's in it for them, not what's in it for me. Remember, to review the job, posting, and if at all possible, highlight how your experiences will meet their requirements. And by the way, this is also your opportunity to introduce any special skill you have that they didn't mention in the job posting, but you might think is useful and might differentiate you from other candidates. For example, if you're interviewing with a French company and are fluent in French, this might be the time to make, mention it. But make sure you can deliver because the person interviewing you may start speaking in French. In this example, in an ideal situation, your response will leave them feeling that you are the best candidate for the position. Now you may be wondering if you can create one response to this question and use it every time you're interviewed. Good question. Tip number three, not exactly. Let me explain. You want to know your audience, know who you're talking to, and tailor your response. 
if you're going through the first interview, possibly somebody from HR who is doing the screening, you might have a different, less technical response than if it, you're having your second or third interview with the person you're going to be reporting to. In the first instance, you would talk more in generalities, and in the latter, it might be fine to dive down a little bit into some of the technical details. So, for example, in the first case where you're talking to HR, you might mention you've done 1099s and leave it at that. But in the latter, you might discuss some of the differences or problems that people encounter when they're doing 1099 MISCs as opposed to 1099 NECs, of course, assuming you know this information. Okay, this leads to the obvious question in the latter case. Is it okay to talk at great length? Tip number four, no. It is never okay to ramble. Avoid that at all costs. You never want to be boring, so if possible, avoid that. So keep the answer to questions, like every other question, short and succinct. I realize this might be a little counterintuitive, as you might rightly think that you'll come across better in the interview if you're relaxed. And yes, you want to relax, but not too much. So tip number five, yes, relax a little, but not so much that you don't carefully weigh each word that comes out of your mouth during the interview. Relaxing too much can lead to you sharing more than you should. Now, this leads some people to think that they should memorize their response to, you know, uh, tell me about yourself. But tip number six, you shouldn't. For starters, it will sound canned. A better strategy is to map out your answer ahead of time, like in bullet points. The odds of you being asked this are high, so prepare, but realize you'll have to adapt a little bit for each situation. One way to structure this answer, and by the way, this is recommended by quite a few HR experts, is to talk about the past, the present, and the future. So you might say something like, I've worked in accounting for the last 10 years. For the last three years, I've been the accounts payable manager for ABC Company, where I managed a staff of five. In addition to the typical AP function, I also did some analytical work to support the purchasing staff. Moving forward, I hope to expand by experience with and make sure what you're planning for the future matches the job that they are looking to fill. So you can see how this could be different from time to time. Now, you may be wondering if there is anything else you should avoid. Tip number seven, as we said earlier, this is not an invitation to tell your life story. Do not overwhelm the interviewer with irrelevant information or stories that have little relevance to the job other than not to get yourself invited back. So watch yourself. Never speak poorly of anyone, especially former bosses, and don't use this as an opportunity to explain a flaw in your past. The flaw could be you don't have the right type of experience in one area, you're missing a key skill that they are looking for, or you had an unfortunate breakup with a former employer. If they are going to find it, let them find it and ask. You don't have to help them. Remember, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And since this question is usually one of the first asked, it is your golden opportunity to put yourself in serious contention for the job. But to give yourself the absolute best shot at snagging an offer, you need to ace the interview. And this is the pitfall that many fall into. One of the best ways to ace this interview is to do a little preparation, just a little bit, I'm not saying spend days, before you go on the interview. And many completely forget to prepare. 
It doesn't have to take a long time. And in fact, we recently did a short video showing how to spend 10 or 15 minutes before an interview preparing to ensure you shine through when responding to interviewers' questions and providing the thoughtful insights that will separate you from the rest of the ordinary, non-prepared job applicants. You can watch it right now using the screen that will using the link that will appear momentarily on your YouTube screen and is in the description below. As always, I appreciate your thumbs up, your likes, your shares, your subscribes, and your comments.